Get ready. You're tuned in to Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea, bringing you the hottest trending topics on social media. Stay connected. Instagram.com slash Lovely Tea 2002. Hey, you guys. Welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. Hey, Tea Sippers. Thank you guys for joining me for another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. And I got my homeboy, Tiny, in the house with me today. Hello, everybody. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about this situation. It is trending all over Twitter. Folks are currently dragging the hell out of Vlad TV, honey, behind this whole Casanova situation. So let's go ahead and talk about it. Now, there's a lot going on in these damn streets of social media. Mm-hmm. I was minding my damn business and I was on the Twitter streets and um, I'm seeing Vlad trending. I said, oh, shit, what Vlad done did now? Well, from what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing is that basically they're stating that um, the indictment that went down with Casanova in the FBI indictment, they're pulling a piece of that. And it's all over social media where they are confirming that Vlad TV's interview is what kind of is helping their case. So I'm going to go ahead and read this real quick. It says here, Senior has personally committed acts of violence in addition to his current robbery charge. Senior has twice been convicted of robbery in the first degree. In public interviews, he admitted to stabbing inmates while incarcerated on those charges. And the government recovered photos from his iCloud account of several firearms demonstrating him continuing accessing weapons. So that's what was being noted. And so, of course, everybody's running to talk about the interview that he did with Vlad TV. Did you get a chance to check that out? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm glad <laughs> TV. Mm. In, in the words of uh, Crunchy Black, glad. Right. So I'm going to go ahead and play the interview really quick here so we can hear a snippet of what Vlad was asking Casanova for those who ain't never heard it. So you go to prison, uh huh, but you don't calm down. Mm-mm. How many people did you cut in prison? Um, three, t- three to four, three to four. Um, that that I got tickets on, like paperwork on, but really it's more. Yeah, it's just random. I I wouldn't be able to give you a number because it was just so much. It would be like like yard fights and stuff, and you just you know you just swinging and you just doing stuff like that. So probably if you really want to tally tally it up, probably like twelve the most. I say twelve. So so you were you were giving people buck fifties and everything else. Like yeah. That. Did you ever get cut yourself? Yeah, I got cut in the face. Nah, I got cut in my arm. Okay. Yeah. So, so you were basically in gladiator school. In yeah, everybody called it gladiator school. I guess where it get wild at, they call it gladiator school. But yeah, um, it really wasn't gladiator school. I think people, me stepping into your world would be gladiator school. Me trying to do what Vlad does would be gladiator school to me. Mm. I would be like, dang, how you thought of that question? Fuck, it, it, it'll fuck my brain up. You stepping in my world will terrify you, vice versa. Your world, you on a computer, I would not even know what, what the hell I'm doing, vice versa. So 
that's why people try to scare people and be like, gladiator school. Oh, it's crazy here. It's not crazy because you are crazy. You know, it's not crazy to a crazy person. Yeah, this is what you've been doing. I've been doing your this. whole life. Somebody's not that's not used to it. Going to be like, oh my god, Vlad. Oh, let me tell you this story. Oh my god, dude got cut here and from here to here, and you're gonna be like, damn. But to me, it's like regular. I've been going to jail so much. It wasn't gladiator school because when I came in, I was already certified. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, God forbid I was to go to jail now, I'll be certified. Like, I, as soon as I come in, you know, I'm grabbing a phone. This is, this is Who got this phone? This is what I'm doing. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, what's going on? All right. Dudes will be pulling up, bringing me food, bringing me shoes, bringing me boxes. Yo, you good, Cass? You know what I'm saying? It'll, it'll be like a walk in the park for me. But to some dudes, it's gladiator school. <laughs> that is so sad. It just shows you how institutionalized Cat mm -hmm. is. You know, this is normal to him. This is what he's used to. It's you know, it's not gladiator school. It's just a way of life for him. And the fact that Vlad starts off the interview with, "You you cut people before? You giving somebody a buck fifty? Like even his interview style is so. It just sounds like he's the police. It's an interrogation. Mm. It's cross examination. So it's so you feel like his interviews are more or less like an interrogation. They're not even interviews. Let me break it down like this. Let's play a game. <clears throat> I'm going to be Vlad and you be you. But answer the questions the way people on Vlad TV answer. OK. OK, cool. So lovely T. You're in the fifth grade and you get caught stealing from the grocery store. Yeah, I did. But you didn't stop stealing there now, did you? No, I, you know, I had to do what I had to do, man. Yeah, man. So then you go into junior high and now you're selling weed. <sighs> yeah. I, you know, people was winding and I had the hookup. So yeah, I was selling weed. And how much were you making about this time? <sighs> I was making about $500 a week, which is damn good for a 14 year old. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, you know, I was talking to my friend because, you know, I have friends out there and they uh, sold weed when they were like 12 and 13 years old. And $500 is good money selling weed at 14. But so then you get into high school and you move into cocaine and you join a game. So were you the shot caller? I mean, you know, a lot of people in the neighborhood, they looked up to me. I'm not trying to say I was the shot caller, but I was definitely doing my thing. When he be talking, I'll be waiting for somebody to say objection. Like, <laughs> please stop leading the witness. <laughs> Even how you were just asking me those questions. It's crazy because it's like, I know better. And, I know better than to keep going. But the way that you're leading me. You feel compelled to just keep. Compelled. Yeah. yeah. He no, that is very true. And think about it. It's just me and you talking. But imagine if it's Vlad. I know this interview is going to be seen by everybody in hip hop, major publications. It's going to get hundreds and thousands of views. So now I really got to show out. I really got to make myself seem like I'm that dude. Why would you sit up there with a straight face and admit that you cut all these people? And then he even says, but you didn't stop there. He doesn't say allegedly or nothing like that. He doesn't he doesn't shoot you any bell. 
He just asks you the question. Then he gets you to go even further. You said you cut 12 people, but you probably cut more than that, right? Right. And this fool says, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah." Mm -hmm. He even admitted to sticking a knife up his ass. They called it some type of name. I'm like, really? I wonder when people go to get interviewed by him, does he just have like a party tray with like alcohol and drugs to get you loosened up, get you to, because people be telling stuff that they probably don't even tell their baby mama or they, they best friend. Right. You know, I think it's a little bit of everything, but I'm going to be honest with you. I don't feel bad for none of these dudes. Mm -mm. I, I just don't, you know, everybody's trying to say, oh, that's messed up. What he did to Casanova two times. And in my personal opinion, he needs to be called Casanova talks too much. Mm -hmm. Okay, He was saying too much and he was doing too much. And that is the problem is that people will go to these white people's platforms and spill all the tea. Because, again, you have a segment of the population. They're not about that life. They're not from the hood. They're not from the streets, but they love to hear about black violence and black death. And, you know, they want to feel like they're a part of something. So they'll yeah. go on these platforms mm -hmm. and glamorize this lifestyle like that's just a lifestyle to be and like like it's a cool thing to be in jail. And I'm certified and I can get phone calls and people, you know, hand me off shoes like nah, that's not the, you know, what I mean, like, nah, that shit's not cool. Like, I don't want to go to jail. You know, what I mean, but. He, he spins it into a way where yeah, it's glamorized. And, you know, in my personal opinion, everything that came out of Casanova's mouth, he he said that. Vlad didn't, you know, he might have led the interview. He might have, you know, asked questions a certain way. But Casanova should have known not to even go onto Vlad's platform. Yeah, but people are so desperate for clout and for fame and for an avenue to get on. They're going to continue to go on here. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, how many? We could take it back to ARF. Remember, that was just a few years ago when he got popped mm -hmm. going on Vlad TV and running his mouth. Let me go ahead and play that clip really quick. You run like that. that that's a very serious situation. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you know who the person is. Actually, yeah, that sounds very personal. Actually, I, I never really find out who shot me because, but I'll I be into a lot of shit. So, I'm, I keep it all real. I robbed a couple niggas, took some bricks for some people <laughs> recently, right? Well, actually, I was selling somebody some crap. And, um, I was serving somebody some crack. Nigga, I don't know this for, you know why? Because I kidnap niggas, I rob niggas, I, I kill niggas, I got a lot of... You know, so that was ARAB. And it's, you know, like I always tell people, I feel like at times we live in like two different worlds. Like people have now merged the internet world mm -hmm. and the real world. And the viral they world. Yeah, they don't know how to, you know, split up the two. So to them, everything that you would talk about in the confines of like between your homeboys or your, you know, your girlfriend or whatever, they just spill all that shit now onto the Internet without thinking that there are real consequences. If you wouldn't go on the block and be like, I shot this dude, I robbed this dude, I did all this in public. 
Why would you get onto a platform and do the same thing? So today's sponsor comes from BetterHelp.com. Are there certain things that are interfering with your happiness? Is there something that's preventing you from achieving your goals? Well, BetterHelp is here to assess your needs and match you with a licensed professional therapist. You can speak to them in a safe and comfortable environment, and everything will be confidential. BetterHelp is convenient, professional, and affordable. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are now recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. If you want to start living a happier life today, as a listener, you can get 10% off your very first month by visiting BetterHelp.com slash SipSlow. That is my code to get the 10% off. Over 1 million people are taking charge of their mental health by talking to licensed professional counselors who specialize in a variety of things. Everything from depression to stress, anxiety, relationship issues, sleeping, trauma, and much more. So once again, if you are looking for some type of mental health support, make sure you go on to betterhelp.com slash sip slow to get 10% off today. And this is where I think people like successful people that made the transition, like Jay-Z or who else we want to say. Anybody that's just 50 cent people that we know had a life before rap that wasn't so legal, mm-hmm. but they made the transition. When they're saying the shit they're saying, when they're telling their tales and telling their stories, these people have this thing called the statute of limitations. It means they did this shit a long time ago and it can't be brought up and they can't be prosecuted for it. These dudes be on there saying this shit like they left that life behind, but still be right in the middle of the life. Mm. Don't That's so true. Don't go on there talking about your dope dealing past when it's really your present. Don't go on <laughs> there talking about how you shot people when you're still to beefing with people. Mm-hmm. And then realize that certain things there is no statute of limitations of them, and that they have ways to get around a statute of limitation, like the RICO Act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about that. That's been hitting the news a lot. And I know I did the video the other day when Cass first got popped. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was trying to explain to people, you know, I had to bring a little white lawyer on there to, you know, further explain the RICO Act. Because, you know, some of our people, they feel like the white man's ice is colder. Mm-hmm. I'm let the white man explain it to y'all. <laughs> and, um, basically, he was saying that a lot of it is guilt by association. Mm-hmm. And once you get to a certain level, you know, yeah, you want to be real and still have your homies around you and look out. But if your homies are still in the street banging and doing dirt, then you have to decide, is it worth it to still associate with those people? Because if they're still doing some shit and they still got their feet in the streets because they're not on your level financially, you can get popped and attached to whatever they're out there doing. Or the fact that we just have this mentality that, I don't know, just from being around the streets and being closely affiliated with people in the streets, there's a mentality in the street. Like people will look at you like we all out here, but this fool ain't never went to jail. He must be telling like people like that crab in the bucket mentality. People mm-hmm. will literally turn on you. Like how come he don't ever go to jail or he went to jail, but he got right out. Like he didn't have bail money or a lawyer. You heard a young Jeezy song where he was addressing all the stuff with like uh 50 cent and BMF and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He's talking about that in the song. He's like, you know, because for years people were like, oh, he turned his back on Big Meech, blah, blah, blah. No, Big Meech and him got indicted and he was going on with his music career. Why would you? I'm not going to stand next to a dude when I know the heat's on him. Like, it's common sense, but people will use that against you. And a lot of these dudes, they're, they 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 really take that in consideration when they're trying to decide if they're going to have a foot in the streets still or not. They don't want to. That keep it real mentality has always failed us. 
It's always failed us. Not knowing when to step away and, and let people be. Because look what happened with Jeezy. Uh, one of the dudes that told on Big Meech also said he bought some drugs from Young Jeezy. Mm. So at that point, yeah, I don't want any affiliation with BMF or whatever they got going on. I'm not about to go to prison for y'all. Just, just to say I'm down. Right. So that's what's happening with a lot of these cats that get caught up in, in RICO cases or whatever. And then it really speaks to like like game banging. Like my brother used to always tell me when me and my friends would take pictures, hey, put your hands down. Don't throw up nothing. Don't even throw up a peace sign in this picture because it could come back to haunt you. What it used yeah. to be, you'll be sending those pictures to your homies in jail. They intercept all your mail, all your pictures. They take all those pictures when you're had hand signs or whatever in them or what they perceive to be gang lingo and they put them in a certain box you know what i'm saying so they could use it against you later you might go up for parole and they're like nah here goes game he's a gang affiliation blah 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 so like me personally i know with the gang stuff that carries more time if they can tie you to a gang yeah gang enhancements where they can and that's part of what they got casanova on when they can just say you're doing whatever you're doing for the benefit of a gang to enhance the gang's status out in the world. That's why all that shit with Takashi was so such a big deal. Cause he's screaming Treyway every time they do something. Mm, yeah. Pisses on a sidewalk and screams Treyway. Yeah, well, you just pissed on a sidewalk to enhance your gang. All that's gonna be used against you like later on. And these cats act like they've just Oh, I'm over here doing music, I'm legit and all this and that. But then you get the same dudes from the street that are hot. They're in your videos. They're toting illegal weapons. They're throwing up gang signs. You're like, like Casanova was even going to visit. He he went to visit his big homie in jail. The, the person they're saying is the leader of the gang. Four days before they came and snatched him up. Oh, for real? Yeah. Mm. Like people think they're not looking at all. You got to be mindful of all that shit. Mm-hmm. I, I was one of those fans like yeah that is kind of messed up how like Jeezy don't you know what I'm saying shout out Big Meech no more or why ain't he take no bread and sent it to his lawyer and all this and that the truth is the truth look how they did Irv Gotti when he was you know what I'm saying messing with Preem mm-hmm. they indicted him and his brother knowing they hadn't did anything wrong just so they could tie up his money so he couldn't help Supreme with his defense mm. and they almost went to jail in the process yeah, he and Jay Prince, they were one of the few people that were able to skate away from a Fed case because usually yeah. 98%, you know, conviction. There yeah. were a few high profile people that were able to get away from that Fed case. And it cost them millions of they dollars to do so. Millions. Yeah, it did. I mean, it basically ruined Murder Inc. Mm-hmm. So, that's when keeping it real goes wrong. That's when people who are legitimate want to have ties to the streets mm-hmm. and want to have ties to certain people's reputations. Well, if you want to do that, it comes at a price. Big time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. That, that's what a lot of these young folks don't realize. I remember um, my big homie, that's why he ended up getting 30 years. If you look on his charge, they have him for aiding and abetting a gang. Mm-hmm. That carried double time, and he got way more time because even though he wasn't even the shooter, he was just in the car, you know. So he got time just because you're in a gang. So you know the way that you have people like Six Nine and so many of these rappers trying to glamorize gangs. Mm-hmm. What a lot of young people don't realize is that it's not like back in the day when we were growing up in like you know the early '90s and shit. Right. They didn't have a lot of these laws. So yeah, they knew that this person was you know an affiliated gang member, but 
they would still charge you as just like a regular person. But mm-hmm. nowadays, absolutely not. Everything doubles. If you, you know what I'm saying? And that's outside of a RICO charge. Just that they know that you are a known gang member, you're affiliated with gangs, that is going to carry more of a sentence because now you're being deemed a menace to society. Mm-hmm. And and now they've they've got it, they've they got you coming and going because let's say that you're not affiliated with any street gang, but you got a little record label. You've got lovely T records. Mm-hmm. You pass out a bunch of chains, a bunch of T-shirts. And then, like I said, when we were talking earlier off mic, let's say you showing love for Christmas and you give me $5,000, but I take my little 5,000 and go buy some cocaine with it. Mm. They trust me. They can use that to then again, come after you and indict you. And then if they want to turn it into a Rico case, they could say, well, you started this business but it's really just a front for your click for your gang. And then they just find all these different ways to tie you in. Yeah. Yeah. All of this stuff is very systematic. Very. And that's why as black people, we have to understand the laws. We have to know the things that we attach ourselves to the people that we attach ourselves to. Cause yeah, when you told me that, that tripped me out. I'm like, what? So yeah, you have to watch even something as a gift, mm-hmm. even as being kind to like your friends who are still struggling or in the streets. Like, you know, you want to look out for people. You want them to do better, but then you have to really think if I give this person this three racks, that don't mean they're about to just go buy a damn Nike sweatsuit and pay their rent. They might take that money and go flip it and go buy drugs. And then now you're being attached to their shit. Yeah. Or we know some very famous, successful rappers that are attached to some known street gangs out here in the street. Mm -hmm. You're in Hollywood or Atlanta or Paris doing your thing, pushing out with your career. But people that claim that same gang as you are in any town USA still putting in work, still doing dirt. When they come to wrap them up, they can come and grab you because you represent that gang. You look like the mascot for that game. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, won't, it won't take much. All they can do is look at your music videos. You're, there you are with them. They're throwing up the set or you're throwing it up. Look at your music. So can we really be shocked when people get on Vlad TV and telling themselves verbatim? Yeah. And then I kind of look at it like, I don't know, maybe because I came home one night and I was a little, you know, inebriated and was sitting down chilling. And I got to watch Vlad TV. Uh, I think I I was just watching it and I was seeing it through a different set of eyes and hearing it from from a different set of ears. And it it seemed like almost comical the way people would just start talking. Mm -hmm. And I got to thinking to myself, like, maybe Vlad is laughing at these people. Like, you know how sometimes you're not in on the joke. Mm -hmm. That's how I started to look at his show. Like, maybe we're just not in on the joke. But he, like you said, to the, all the rest of the middle of America, white folk and whatnot, they're like, damn, I can't believe these dudes are that dumb. They would really get on here and just start confessing and just telling us stuff we don't even want to know. Mm-hmm. We were just playing that clip with ARF. I was over here dying. There's nothing funny about it, but I, it was hilarious to hear him saying the stuff he was saying. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I, crack I, the day. I was on some crack. But do you think that a lot of this goes back to, like you were saying, hip hop culture and that mentality of, you know, this is the only genre of music. And I've said it before where men feel like they have to be braggadocious about their crimes and the work that they put in. If not, they're not seen as real. It's because hip hop started off as braggadocio, but it was, you know, what I'm saying I got a Cadillac. I got a fine girlfriend. I got, you know, what I'm saying the new sneakers on. But when the street element 
seeped into it. It became, it went from, I got a Cadillac and I got a fine girlfriend and I got a big screen TV to, I got an AK 47. I got kilos of cocaine. I got, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It just went, it just went that route. So it stayed. That's just the fundamental part of hip hop being braggadocious. We wish fulfillment. We always talked like we were rich when we weren't, Mm -hmm. but it just became something else. And then Somewhere in the middle, it became this push for everything has to be authentic. You got to be living what you're saying, which is the dumbest shit in the world. Yeah, because remember back when we were growing up, you know, when I remember when I when it came out that Ice Cube was not really this gangster from Compton. Mm-hmm. And I was shot because I remember we were learning that when we used to take classes at Jimmy Lee. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, telling us about, you know, real gangsters and studio gangsters, like the mm-hmm. difference. And I remember like Queen Penn and a bunch of other rappers from back then. They're like, no, she works a corporate job. She's a secretary. Mm-hmm. You know, Ice Cube had both his parents and, you know, they were teaching us that. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, went from where you could fake it and act like you were gangster. Mm-hmm. And then people got tired of that. Like, you know, like quit because you guys are promoting a lifestyle that you're not even living. And then it went from that energy to no, now you have to be living that lifestyle to keep it real, you know, but as we all know, that lifestyle quickly turns into a death style. And I'm not even saying like a physical death manifestation, but, you know, just death of your energy and your money and and the stress and just everything you go through trying to keep it real, because keeping it real in our in our genre is doing dirt. Mm-hmm. You know, keeping it real is not being a quote unquote good person and treating people with respect. It's about I'm about to get over on you. If I'm a female, I'm a fuck you and rob you when you're asleep. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying if you're a dude, you're trying to pimp me out and do all types of low vibrational shit to me mm-hmm. or fuck a bunch of girls and not be faithful, have a bunch of kids out here. Mm-hmm. And then or, you know, we're selling the dudes are selling drugs. The girls are rapping about scamming. It's crazy. Even JT, the city girls, all that scamming shit she was rapping about, she was really doing it. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not art imitating life. It's life imitating art at this point. We can't tell the difference between the two. No. And it's scary because it always gravitates towards the more street stuff. I guess, I mean, be real with you. Like, when I hear, we were talking about this earlier. When I hear certain songs, I don't want to hear people saying, certain stuff. I want to hear them saying like the the street shit sounds good over certain beats. It sounds good. It's entertaining and it makes sense. We were talking about Dej Loaf, remember? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that shit sounds good. It it, it rides. It flows. The problem is, like you said, when you're riding around listening to, you're waking up to that. You're pumping your gas to that. You know what I'm saying? You're cooking dinner for your kids to that. It becomes a party. Yeah. That mentality. Yeah, because when you think about it, it was such a melodic beat. But when you really think about the lyrics to Try Me, she's talking about putting a hit on somebody and, you know what I'm saying, getting bodies. Like, she's talking about killing people, you know, but because it's so melodic and, you know, we like the beat and that's the jam and, you know, she's such a cute little girl, it's like we don't even realize it. And that's how a lot of that stuff is. Even, you know, with the whole drug culture and hip-hop, the whole Molly Percocet mask on. Mask off. That was such a dope beat with the flutes playing in the background. You know, and that's why we say that music is very spiritual. Hey, you know, remember when Drake like it's not when Drake melodically said, My dog will probably do it for a Louis belt? Mm. Yeah, he wasn't talking about taking out his trash, he was talking about killing motherfuckers. Right. But because Drake is a so-called, you know, good pretty boy, whatever of hip hop. 
people ignore it and dismiss it. So he gets away with saying a lot of, you know, sneaky, low vibrational shit, but yeah. he doesn't get as much for it as like a Casanova or a little Wayne because he also has that good boy persona. But Drake, mm-hmm. he's saying some real low vibrational shit, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's crazy how all this stuff is. But, you know, we can't just blame Vlad for this. You know, he's mm-hmm. I feel like he's the big scapegoat because a lot of people are mad at him and feel away because of Lord Jamar and. What was the other one? Godfrey, because their ass sat on his couch for damn near seven years. Well, at least Lord Jamar, he was there for at least seven plus years and didn't get a damn check. So, you know, now they're all in their feelings. So I see a lot of people are, you know, using that as a way to, you know, to cancel Vlad. And I don't give a shit about none of that because he doesn't drag any of these black men to their to his couch. He doesn't force them to run their mouth. And he didn't force Lord Jamar to sit on there for seven years running his mouth for free. But before there was ever a Vlad. Mm-hmm. The real people have been telling on themselves via the music. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could take it back to Bobby Schmurda, you know, hot nigga. Everybody was rocking to that song. That was another song with a dope beat, you know, funny dance. And when you really break down the lyrics, they were living that life. Mm-hmm. What did GS9 get caught up in? A Rico charge. So everybody who was a part of GS9 went down. And I remember when he first came out. And I remember because I had think I did like one or two videos on Bobby. And I remember seeing some of the comments and some of the guys were like, it's crazy that this gang is popping right now. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm not from, you know, New York. I didn't know GS9 was like a real crip set. Mm-hmm. I like, know this is like a gang that be terrifying Brooklyn. But yeah. the rest of America, it's a funny dance. Oh, he threw his hat in the air and it never came back. Let's stay right there for a second. Mm-hmm. Guess who else is from Brooklyn? Oh, Trayway. Mm-hmm. Treyway. Mm-hmm. Casanova. Mm-hmm. They're all from Brooklyn. So I say that to say this. After you saw what happened with Bobby, why would you we never should have saw what happened with Treyway. After mm-hmm. we saw what happened with Treyway, we never should have got to this gorilla stone. Why? Right. The bad thing is there's gonna be another click to come out of Brooklyn and do the same shit. I guarantee. Yeah. Because the rap game. Is just like the dope game. In the dope game, most dudes are cool with, I'm going to get on, I'm going to ball for three to five years, and I'm going to go to jail for the rest of my life. What's happening in the, in the, in the music industry right now? Mm. I'm going to get hot. I'm going to blow up. I'm going to do some shows, get some money, fuck some hoes, buy some jewelry. Then I'm going to go to jail for a gang of years, or I'm going to die. Yeah. Same shit. It's the rap game, dope game. Yeah, it's very, very similar, you know, especially in 2020. Mm hmm. Yeah. And those young boys, um, a lot of them, you know, Bobby, you know, he ended up having to just plead guilty and he was lucky he got away with eight years. But remember, the first few defendants, they got double digits. Mm-hmm. You know, the one kid, I think they gave him like 40 years or some shit. He was in the courtroom about to pass out. I mean, that's more years than you done lived. I mean, look at all the Treyway people that got popped. And of course, they're trying to appeal and all that stuff. But those appeals, I mean, that don't mean nothing. You can sit in there for the next 10 years before your appeal ever goes through or they decide to, you know, give you a break. So, you know, it's a lot of real consequences to these lyrics. And a lot of these young people, they're not realizing that, you know, and they're putting in the music because, again, it gives them that level of street credibility. Remember, we were talking about Lil Boosie the other day. Mm hmm off of the phone and how um, the dude that was his hitter um, was basically telling and saying that little Boosie's the one who sent them off. And yeah. I remember when he went to court, 
they were using his music mm -hmm. and indict him on the murder of Terry Boyd, like back in 2009. And the shooter, his name was um, Marlo Mike. He was basically trying to say that, you know, Boosie, the one who sent them off and they were going off of his music, like 187, Merc, Cake, all that stuff. You know, Boosie ended up getting off, but it could have definitely went the other way. Yeah, same Bootsy that got back on, what was that, Instagram Live and was arguing with his baby's mom? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know how that went. Right. You know, that was crazy. You know, so a lot of the, and, and that's the thing that a lot of these people in the entertainment industry, especially nowadays in 2020, they're not posers. They're not people pretending to be gangster. A lot of these people are real gangsters. They have real ties to the street. They've done real dirt. And the, that's why I say I blame the record labels a lot because, you know, they're no longer trying to sign just, you know, the average kid that wants to be a rapper and that's been working at this for the past four or five years. Now they're going to like the craziest, most wildest hoods mm -hmm. and they are signing the shooters. They're signing the hitters. And that's crazy that that's where a lot of this energy is coming from. And this, a lot of the stuff that these people are putting these songs, like even King Von, you know, a lot of that stuff isn't necessarily just music. They're mm -hmm. really telling shit that they did mm -hmm. and putting it to a hot beat. And now you have kids singing that those those songs verbatim. My thing is because it's believable, it's entertaining. But at what cost do you want to be entertained? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if Stephen King has to really go out and kill a bunch of fucking people for me to be entertained, I'm cool. I'll watch something else. I don't need, you know what I'm saying, my rappers to be murderers or to really have cases going on to be entertained. Like, I'm totally okay with that. But I just feel like the streets are always going to be the streets. Like, when we get into these conversations about generational wealth and stuff, things of that nature, mm -hmm. all the street niggas are yawning. They're not trying to hear that. There, There is no, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. it, it totally doesn't apply to them. Their shit is get money, die. Get money, go to jail. They don't care about none of that. So sometimes I feel like we, as enlightened people, are kind of preaching to the choir because these cats are going to do what they've been doing since we were babies. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Streets are always going to be the streets. It's never going to change. The game is the game. No matter how we... The problem is now is you got... It's been so blurred. It's so muddied now because there's so many industry people mixing with street people. Mm -hmm. But it keeps coming out with the same result. You can't mix the two. And that's what keeps happening. That's why we keep seeing all these bad things happening. We're going to just see more indictments more, with or without the lad. We're going to see more people going to jail, more rappers getting shot. It's because of where we're at now and what gets the attention. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. People thrive off this beef. It's entertaining. We learned that with the Biggie and Tupac shit. Look how many careers that spawned. As negative as it was and as sad as we all said we were, we still flock to, to the to the next beef, to the next drama. Like this shit's been going on forever. Like, I mean, shit, Treyway was calling herself the new death row. Yeah. Like, people are always going to gravitate to that negative energy, whether we Ooh. like it or not. And the sad thing is, is it's one thing if the people that don't live in our communities are flocking to that because it's entertaining to them, because it's like they get to live out a fantasy or whatever. But when it's our own people that are actually live in these hoods. We think we'd be like, man, I don't want to hear that shit no more. I don't want to be around that. It's already messed up. You can't go to a show when 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 outside was open. You couldn't go to a show because you got to be like, uh, you know, they're going to be fighting. You know, they're going to be shooting because mm -hmm. they bring out a certain type of energy. A certain type of crowd's going to come out. 
it's, it's, it's kind of a lose-lose situation. Yeah. Even today, breaking news, what a lot of people don't know, did you hear about the A-Boogie situation? I heard he got caught with a gun today. Yeah, they but they just got done raiding his house three hours ago. So they raided his house. They got him on drug charges, gun charges. His manager, they also raided the manager's home and found a bunch of drugs in the manager's home as well. His name is um, Sam Blue Cam- uh, Camara. Oh, so yeah. he was flat with drug charges after the cops uh, searched his home and found pounds of marijuana. Let me see if this news um, thing plays. Give me a second. So they've arrested the Bronx rapper known as A Boogie with the hoodie at his home in New Jersey. Bergen County prosecutors say police caught the 25-year-old, whose real name is Artist DuBose, with a loaded handgun and marijuana. DuBose was reportedly involved in a shooting incident near a nightclub over the weekend while celebrating his birthday. Two other men identified as DuBose's manager and security guard were also arrested on weapons and marijuana charges. And that's the part that's just sad. Like you said, if Stephen King, no other genre, do we expect for them to be living that life? Mm-hmm. We don't expect people in Hollywood, you know, actors and things like that to be out here living their, you know, thrill killer fantasies, right? Mm-hmm. In hip hop, it's different. And a boogie, you know, he's very low key. You don't hear his name out there, you know, too crazy. So, and I heard about the shooting over the weekend, and I definitely feel like it, it's definitely an energy. It's something with that genre, the the low vibrational things that's constantly being rapped about and promoted to the youth. I feel like a lot of that is starting to come back. And it's starting to really affect people. And like you said, it goes back to when you were saying mirroring um, the streets with hip hop culture. His own manager was selling drugs. <laughs> they raided the manager's house. The manager's the plug. Yeah. And what that does is it makes the powers that be, the hip hop police, the government, the feds, start to take a closer look at all rappers' managers. Mm. Yeah, like, hmm, what are they doing? Hell, what just happened with G Herbo? Wasn't his manager caught up in that case? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right about that. That whole scamming case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of these managers be, you know, that because that they end up being so close with the entertainer, they get caught up in doing the dirt, or sometimes they bring the dirt to the entertainer. Rest in peace, Juice World. Yep. There's people caught up in that case when they were on the, the plane with all the weed. Right. Rallo in Atlanta on a plane with all the weed. The young hip-hop star, whose real name is Terrell Davis, is currently in federal custody after pleading not guilty to several allegations of drug trafficking and gang activity. The young rapper, who recently celebrated his 24th birthday behind bars, believes he was targeted because of his controversial music and social media posts. I'm just showing you all these examples of all this mix in the streets with the music. Back in the day, Fab's tour bus got pulled over. Pounds of weed. Remember Nelly got caught with all that ecstasy? Mm-hmm. That's what I've been saying. A lot of this stuff is a front for other dirt. And I believe, like I've been saying for a while, that I believe that there is a lot of undue pressure. And I know a lot of people are like, well, don't blame me for the pressure. It's not about blaming any one person. But it's just the point that we do put a lot of pressure on hip-hop artists to live a certain lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And that is because they themselves promoted that. So we expect that. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're supposed to be a rapper, I expect you to be shining every day, wearing the the latest high end this and that. And if you don't got it, it's like oh that person's falling off. You're not back to what I said about the uh, the origins of hip hop, that braggadocious lifestyle, mm-hmm. the wish fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
And we all know they're not making no money from their music. Uh, let's keep that real. Facts. Most of the money made in hip hop was from touring and merchandise sales at those concerts. And now with C-19 shutting everything down, it's basically, you know, people are trying to scrounge to find money and mm-hmm. find ways to eat. You know, but I always believe that when a lot of those rappers are online showing their money and their jewelry and just all that stuff, a lot of them are doing other things on the side. Nobody's buying physical copies anymore, you know, and even with streaming, you're talking about streaming. You only get so much per stream. It's not like back in the day when it was a physical CD or a physical tape. You got more money for that. But for these streams, they're getting like pennies on the dollar. You know, per stream. So it's like a lot of them are doing dirt to compensate to still live a lifestyle that they're trying to front for their followers on Instagram and things like that. So I believe wholeheartedly like that a lot of, you know, rappers and entertainers, not just rappers, but just entertainers in general are involved in the drug trade. It's a trap. Like, look at the shit that happened with Meek with the with the giving the kids the $20 for the water. Mm-hmm. Pull up in a four hundred thousand dollar car. Yeah, the expectation is, you know what I'm saying, right? That if Meek's bored on a Friday night and, and wants to go to wants to go to the club, wants to go to strip club, he can't go in there and say I'm gonna throw a couple hundred. Yeah, I have to throw ten, fifteen thousand because I'm Meek fucking mill. Right. It's that type of pressure that's gonna keep you constantly chasing money. It's like a never ending. It, it just it mirrors the dope game so closely that it's it's scary. Yeah. It's the same mentality. And and going back to that, too, is that, you know, people do put crazy expectations. Like, I know one of my homegirls, she's a server um, in, like, Buckhead area. And I remember she was telling me that some of the worst tippers are celebrities. Oh, yeah. You know, they don't want to tip shit. A lot of times they come in, they eat for free. They come with their whole entourage. So they get these certain perks to make them seem bigger than what they are. But the truth be told, they probably couldn't afford the food any damn way, let alone (laughs) a tip. You know, it's all a facade. It's all smoke and mirrors. Not for everyone, but for a lot of these people. You know, so I had no doubt that Juice World was moving weight. And I mean, moving, you know, weed from city to city. Because getting caught with 70 pounds of marijuana that equals like over a million dollars in street value, that's not for your personal consumption. Hell no. You know, they were moving that. And the sad thing is is this i'm pretty sure back in the day motley crew and alice cooper and bon jovi and them rolling you know, similar shit mm-hmm. of course we learn everything from them mm-hmm. but the scrutiny is on us we're supposed to we don't take anything and do better with it we don't like if all this was in the dark we're not supposed to know i feel like now it's it's in fashion it's in vogue to show to let your right hand know what your left hand is doing in hip-hop Mm-hmm. So you'll see the rapper out and he might be a shitty tipper, but his friend that's with him, his road manager, I'm saying that with bunny ears, is the scamming nigga. He's the nigga with all the, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Credit cards or the he's the put or he's the plug. So you see a lot of that. Then you hear about these people getting indicted later, and it always comes up. I don't know. I I don't even know how a little kid could aspire to be a rapper nowadays. But they still all want to. It's crazy because all you gotta do is turn on the TV and you're gonna see these cats is going to jail, like mm-hmm. they're getting shot. Then you got you got your little rapper beef, or or they get caught up with these women, and that we're gonna start seeing more and more of this stuff because sadly rappers aren't getting smarter. 
They're not. They're, nobody's learning from anybody's mistakes. No. I guarantee you by this, by summer 2021, there will be some, another gang affiliated crew from Brooklyn that we'll be all talking about. Right. Now, do you think that Casanova is going to tell? Because everybody was saying that he probably will because of what he said on The Breakfast Club. And then Takashi ended up doing the same thing. Yeah, I kind of think that's unfair. Mm-hmm. Uh, nah, the difference between him and Takashi is, is Casanova was already kind of a jailbird. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's nothing for him to sit down. And if he can do all that time in Rikers Island in the hole and all that shit, he can go sit in the feds. That He'll be, he'll be okay. He's not going to. He could do that on a kickstand. Uh, I think it's sad though because he's definitely going to probably have to go sit down because they've got all those text messages. And that's another thing. Why are people trying to sell drugs through the internet, through their iPhone, through their all that stuff is being documented and recorded? Mm-hmm. They're pulling up if they can go and pull up tweets. Uh, was it JT from City Girl? Mm, yeah, yeah. If they can pull up tweets on a rapper from five, six, seven years ago, you don't think that they can go on your iPhone and see drug transactions and right? It's like, come on, like, like these rappers, like, like they're not getting any smarter. It, it, it ain't looking good for you, boy. And I, and I like Casanova. I, I like the fact that you know he wasn't the best rapper, but he had he had records. He had the the Don't Run song. Then he came back with the. Uh, he had the one with Tory Lanez with the little Afro beat. Mm-hmm. He had the one where they said he was talking about Takashi. That's the one where he was like really game banging. Then he had the Soul Brooklyn Challenge. Right. He was doing his thing. I, I hope Rock Nation has his back. But I also remember him doing an interview with uh, Joe Budden, and he was sitting. It was when he was doing the pull up when he was doing them at his house, and he said something to the effect of, "Tata from Rock Nation told him." If you fuck up over here, you're out of here. Mm. So it could go either way. I don't have a back now. Yeah, because that's hot as hell. If you're Jay-Z and you're already trying to get away from that image and that, you know what I'm saying? Right. We don't gotta go into all the all the shit they be saying with Rock Nation, but if you're already trying to distance yourself from the streets, and then here he comes with a damn indictment. It looks bad. Hell, for all we know. They could be trying to get Casanova to fold, not on the rest of his game, but on Rock Nation. Nation, right. Hey, let us ask you some questions about Jay-Z. There's been rappers in the past that have said, I remember when Prodigy was alive, he said that the police told him, we want you to set up 50 Cent with a gun. Mm. We want you to get pulled over with a gun in the car so we can get 50 Cent. He did say that. Yeah, they'll pull you in. They'll If you're out of it, they'll try to pull you back in. That's why I can't really fault any rapper that does separate itself from the bullshit. But most of them aren't or can't. Yeah. But going back to what you were saying, um, when you were saying rappers aren't getting smarter, mm-hmm. I don't think it's not necessarily rappers. I think it's just people in general. We've gotten so comfortable with social mm-hmm. media and the internet. Even think about it back in the day when we were growing up, when you sold drugs, you had to be out there on the block. <laughs> you had to physically sit on the block all day, every day. I remember like walking to school, you see the, the, the homies on the block, you get out of school, they be in that same damn corner. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. did I even, you know, step away to go use the bathroom, go get some lunch. Like you had to physically be out there, you know, and that's how you made your transactions. Just like with women back in the day, mm-hmm. when we go on university, what you see, that was like the little whole stroke <laughs> over South Lake Street. 
the prostitutes out and about, you know what I'm saying, walking in their little high heels after a certain time. And that is how you advertise. Granted, it was risky, but there was no electronic transaction. Like, it wasn't they really do their work. They had to be out there really watching you taking pictures. Like, they had to do what the city was paying them to do. Now, you know, social media does the police's work. This right. is the easiest time to be a police officer because all they have to do is watch social media. Yeah, who's tweeting a picture with a post with a pound of weed? Yeah, and so that's that really. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why I say it's like people do they the lines between reality and social media and the internet are so blurred. People don't even realize what they're doing and what they're saying. It's like, what are you doing, bro? Like, do you understand if we can see this and the police can see this? Think about it. Remember this summer when everything went down out here in the Twin Cities with the riots Mm -hmm. and how many people will just sit on Facebook and watch everybody, you know, from the neighborhood. And I'm just like, dude, y'all know the police is watching this just we watching this people committing full crimes on camera and i'm just like what is going on in the world like people like they just have no sense of reality anymore and then when they get popped then it's oh oh they're just trying to take me down oh they're just no you you put yourself out we didn't even know you existed somebody snitched on me no you you self-snitched yeah Right, you are the snitch. Nobody, you nobody had to snitch on you because you were so willing to show yourself burning down some shit. And please, 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 if you are on paper or have a felony, do not, under any circumstances, take a picture with a gun. Don't take a picture with a gun in your hand. Don't take a picture if your man got a gun and he's standing next to you. Don't be any. Don't take any pictures with any gang signs. And don't take any pictures with guns. I don't care who you are. Mm. Guaranteed ways to go to jail. That's what they're using that against Casanova. Remember, they did that to Offset. Mm-hmm. Cardi B's husband back in the day. Remember when he got popped? This was like back in 2015. And he was going off and he was trying to blame Noisy. Remember, mm-hmm. Noisy Atlanta was doing that documentary. Mm-hmm. And he came out, he said it was because of that documentary that had landed him in jail. Because he was saying that them filming him, um, they made him look like he was a gun-toting, you know, gangster. But, bro, you the one running around with a gun in the video. So your videos didn't make you look like a gun-toting gangster? (laughs) How about the the song where you said verbatim, I'm a gun-toting gangster? Mm. Talk about it. (laughs) That same same noisy video where uh, Pee Wee Longway dropped the uh, pint of promethazine on the cop shoe? Mm. Or Gucci had the pictures with the AK forty seven and oh man, these rappers will I, I don't get that. I, I I'll say this about Vlad. These rappers be on the highway to hell and Vlad is just an express lane. Mm. You were already on that highway. You were already going to jail player. You just got there a little bit faster because you decided you wanted to go do an interview. Right. Do you think these people look at it as a badge of honor to go on there? You talking about to go on Vlad TV? Yeah, because we are we've already we've already let it be known that you're not getting paid. Right. They're not getting paid. But like I told you, for whatever reason, the white man's ice is colder. So if they interview with me or Lord Jamal's podcast or whoever, right? You know, mm-hmm. regular black folks doing interviews, it doesn't hit as much. You notice when 
like that's why I stopped doing interviews with celebrities. I'd rather talk to regular people all day, every day. Like I stopped because what I notice is they want to use you for your platform. Mm-hmm. They want you to introduce them to your audience, but then they don't give you that same respect in return. Mm-hmm. I've never had any of these people that I interviewed retweet my interviews, retweet my my page, none of that stuff. So once I seen how they got down, I stopped that. You're not about to use me. And that's the problem. But as soon as they go on Vlad's platform, oh, they're tweeting it out. Oh, I had an interview with Vlad. Make sure you check it out. They're giving him free promo. Mm-hmm. But then they won't do that for other black you know, platforms unless it's the Breakfast Club. But that's because the black uh, the Breakfast Club is a major platform, right? Mm-hmm. They were iHeartRadio. So that's a good look to say you on the Breakfast Club. But for a lot of other people who do interviews, they will not retweet that. They won't shout it out. They won't say, oh, go check me out. I just did an interview with such and such. But with Vlad, honey, that cosign is heavy, you know, so... And and so that's why I said I can't put all the blame on Vlad mm-hmm. because it was the hip hop industry. It was, you know, the, the rap industry that made him who he is, who gave him that power, who gave him that cosign. He's one of the gatekeepers, like it or not. But that man is one of the gatekeepers of hip hop, period. And as sure as I'm sitting here, believe me, if the feds did show up at Vlad's studio and said, we need to confiscate this video, this video this video and this video, he is going to say, no problem. Here you go. What else do you need? Here, I'll throw in a couple extra. Mm -hmm. You might want to look at this rapper. (laughs) He said some shady shit two weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, and and that's just what it is. You know, so again, people have to be smart. If you out here in these streets doing dirt, keep that shit to yourself. Everything does not need to go on social media. You know, cloud is a hell of a drug and it's really sad, but Mm -hmm. I believe he's going to end up getting some time, you know, hoping he won't be because, you know, he's older now. You mm-hmm. know, he won't be in there for the rest of his life. But Cass, unfortunately, is definitely going to get some time because he is facing some very serious charges. And he admitted verbatim to committing crimes as a felon. Can't do that. Crimes that you haven't even been prosecuted for. Come on, dog. It's mm-hmm. one thing if you think we can look at your rap sheet and say, yeah, this is public record. Yeah, I did this. I did this. But when Vlad was like, yeah, you stabbed 12 people that they know about. Like, but but you did more than that, right? You're going to say, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I stabbed way more than that. Like, what? Right. So, yeah, it's crazy. So, we've been on here for an hour now. So, this was a really, really good podcast. I want to just thank you for coming through and, you know, just, just dropping some knowledge here, Tanya. I really appreciate it. Any last words? No, we all we got. Please move careful out there and think before you do stuff. Because trust me, the clout you're chasing, it's not worth it. Not at all. And on that note, we are out. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.